two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Priest with Rashad here with another episode, another sermon. And man, you know how crazy it's been in July. We had NBA free agency, the ESPYs. I don't know if you, I don't know if you caught that or not. Uh, Bits and pieces. Yeah, the women's women's soccer team win the World Cup. You know, congratulations to them. Shout out to them. You got the Wimbledon going on. Man, it's just you know it's just an incredible time for sports. Football around the corner, but NBA, man. The finals was ended, and they still came came hard in July. When July, well, June, I guess late June thirtieth happened, but July first, man, it just went out of control. Yeah, the NBA has turned into a three hundred sixty-five day a year sport. As soon as the finals ended, we had about a week and a half, two weeks. We had the draft, June thirtieth, six p.m. Free agency opens. We got all these guys signing contracts, you know, verbally agreeing to stuff. So, and then we're still in mid July. You know, normally people are talking about the baseball all star game or everybody's getting ready to gear up for football in September and October. But then the NBA is still going hard at it. We got the the rush trade the other day. You know, everybody's still man. going hard at it, man. Yeah, let's 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 talk about that and uh, you know, really because. We talked when we talk about these teams. We're going to go into the West and, and the East and what all the moves that they made to make the better themselves. But we talk about this trade happened when the first start off. You know, Chris Paul and Harden all of a sudden didn't like each other. I, I got the Bleacher Report and I was like, man, what? All of a sudden, you know, we, of course we've seen that video of them two getting a tour, but that's that's the heat of the moment. So I didn't really look too much into it. Uh, then you got all of a sudden. Paul George says, I'm going to I'm going to jump ship with Kawhi. And right then Sam Presti realized and probably looked at his roster and said, This is it. Like it's not like there, there's no way with the moves everybody made, there's no way we're a championship team with Westbrook as our best player. We have evidence showing that when he's when he's the best player on the team, we don't win. I mean, it's relevant. I mean, it's, it's, uh you can you see that when Kevin Rant left, they haven't won past the first round since. And all that led up to this, and Russ wanted to reunite with James Harden. Uh, I feel bad for Chris Paul, but you know he might. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen with him. So, uh, what are your thoughts on it, man? Because I mean, like I said, it's just a wild train of events. It just happened all escalated so quickly. Yeah, you know, the Rockets they had to make a move because the West, everybody else was making moves, so they had to do something. 
Um, OKC, we talked about it at the end of our last one, man, just how they missed out on a great dynasty run, man, with drafting Harden, drafting KD, drafting Rush, drafting Serge, drafting Jeff Green, yeah. Jeff Green, all these guys, you know, they missed out on the potential dynasty. And with the trade of Rush, man, that ends the – I think they've been in OKC, I think, 11 11 years. So this ends that 11-year run of the guys that they – they had. I think they're second in wins since they've been in OKC in the NBA. But it's it's tough, man. The the the, the a potential dynasty has crumbled. I I mean I I like the Rockets move for some reason, but I don't like it at the same time. Um, Chris Paul, he bad contract. He's he's probably stuck in OKC. These would be his lost tape years. Um, just how Melo has lost tape years. Like when you think of Melo, you can think about him in Denver and him in New York. You can think about Melo in Houston, OKC. So I think you know when you, when you remember Chris Paul legacy, while you'll think about what he did with New Orleans and what he did with the Clippers, you won't really think about what Chris Paul did on Houston like that or what he does in OKC if he stays there. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's just all all this happens so fast. And when you know when you when you text me and said. Oh, Kawhi going to Clippers, and then the, your next text was Paul George to Clippers. I said, "What? Like that was just, you know, out of the blue, out of the mind. Didn't know Paul George wanted out. Didn't know. Well, obviously, I mean, I would choose Kawhi over Russ too, but you know, it just like I said, it happened so quickly. And now Sam Presti going to full rebuild mode. Then the Schroeder been on the trade block. Uh, Stephen Adams been in trade rumors. They already traded Grant. They already got rid of Paul George. Already traded Russ now." That's three of the five starters gone, so and I, I, I expect Adams to be gone. Robertson going to be back healthy, but you know that's a ten, that's a contract that they don't, probably don't want to use anymore. I mean, he's not a bad player, but you know they they're going to full rebuild mode. And we, when we get into the West, I would I would have said you know it was a good ten teams that could have made the playoffs, but I'm glad that they kind of died off. So now it's only nine, and so now now that that makes you know this this. Crazy West will ride less, you know, less hectic when one team is just say, you know what, we're gonna dust our hands off and, and start off clean. So, what we're gonna do is going right into the, let's let's start in the East because you know a, a lot of, a lot of changes didn't happen too much in the East. Um, let's let, let's go there, talk about the teams and what they did, and and uh, we're just gonna run through them real quick. Uh, so, obviously, the team that made the most noise, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, when you compare, when you compare two two stars together, uh, yes, one toward his Achilles, but Kevin Durant will be back. Nick, I, they say he, he might come back this season. I don't really believe that as Achilles. He needs to stop trying to rush back for injuries because obviously it didn't work out. And but him and Kyrie together with a Brooklyn team that's already was on the rise that just accelerated its growth right there. And now, if Kevin Durant can come back to where to his form or even. Even you know, even if you take a step back and he's just an all-star Kevin Durant, that still makes them a a serious contender a year from now. But adding those two and the adding the addition of DeAndre Jordan, you know that 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 pretty that pretty much put Brooklyn in, in a good spot. And you know, even though they got fleeced by Danny Ainge a long time ago, now they're in great shape. And you know, the the, the future is bright in Brooklyn. Yeah, I like what Brooklyn did. Um, whenever you have a chance to add a top three player in Kevin Durant, injury or not, he's top three. Until I see him regress, he's top three in the league. And how his game is set up, jump shooting, post-up, fade away, things like that, he's not really a 
athletic guy, so he won't rely on his Achilles as much. Like, he's not he's not like a Dominique Wilkins who when he tore his Achilles he had to go to some other things offensively. So I think KD will be fine on his game. Um, just don't rush back too soon. Take your time, recover, uh, get yourself back in the best shape possible. Um, Kyrie, he's a top twenty player, so when you can add those type of things to your roster, I think that's always a good thing. You added your your buddy and DeAndre Jordan, which is basically an additional rim protector to go along with Jared Allen. Um, for next year, they still have Dinwiddie, who's on a good deal. He's shown flashes, possible six man of the year candidate. Uh, who else do they have? Karis Levert. Uh, Levert. Yep. Yeah. So you know, guys like that, Joe Harris. You know, they they have pieces. Um, I definitely think they'll be in the playoffs. Of course, the East. The East is. I won't say is. Top heavy, but it kind of is, you know, from like six through eight, anybody could probably sneak in there. But I think the Nets, even with KD out this year, are going to be a, a good team in the East. And let's see what happens next year, you know, when uh, when KD comes back. So they, you know, they, they got some good things going over there, good coaching, good ownership. Yeah. Ownership. And when, when you talk about the Nets, you're talking about a team who won, a team who won what, 42, 43 games, something like that last year with, yeah, 42 with, 40. with D'Angelo Russell, who's, you know, quote unquote all star, and like I said, they're a rising. They was a rising team anyway. They was gonna they was gonna make playoffs this year regardless of what kind of move they did. But this is a security getting Kyrie and DeAndre Jordan. That, those two are obviously better than D'Angelo Russell together. So you add those two as addition because you, you, I mean, you lost Jared Dudley and you lost Ed Davis. I'm, I, I'll take DeAndre Jordan over there any day of the week. So and you you got you got Kenny Atkinson, who's really, I mean, a lot of people don't talk about him because coach of the year. He, I, I, I didn't really get to see the voting. Didn't, didn't see the, the, the list, but he, he better have been a top five, you know, place finish this year because what he did with that team come to come out of nowhere. Uh, this, this Brooklyn team is, is here to stay for a while, especially when you accelerate your your potential with with established stars already. And like you said, when Kevin Durant comes back, who knows how far they can go? Uh, move on. Some- yeah, their only downfall could be if K doesn't come back. Full strength, you know, if he regresses something, that could be a downfall. And the only thing I can see is if him and Kyrie don't mesh well because I don't think KD really wanted to go to Brooklyn. He just kind of got forced to go in there once he got hurt. He had to go play with another star. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But, you know, if if, if everything goes well, they could come out to the East at least one year in the next three, three right. four years. Uh, let's go to the uh, – let's, let's go to Boston. Uh, you know, I was pretty down on Danny Ainge. Uh, the whole time because I was like, man, you, you have failed to, failed to fix your biggest issue, which is rebounding. Okay, so once Kyrie said he wasn't coming, there was no rumor. We didn't never heard a rumor about Kimba going to Boston ever. Um, this whole, this whole coming, this, this whole off season when Ky- after Kyrie said he was leaving, Kimba was not linked to Boston. Uh, and then you know I put out that trade where Capella should be traded for Jalen Brown. I thought that was a good swap because. I thought the Rockets needed a wing player. That's what they lacked last year. And the Boston Celtics, you know, lacked the, lacked the rebounding big. And, you know, I thought it was a win for both. But when when you can get Kimber Walker, you know, you you, use, you really use all your cap up. Um, they did a sign and trade, and Terry Rozier uh, went to the – he took a Hornets panic really, really bad and paid him, this man, almost $20 million, who hasn't – you know, he started in the league, but, you know, he, in that system he was great. Other than that, I mean, you just you just banking on hope and prayer, but um, so they sign and trade him away, get Kim Walker in there. Uh, your best bet, and then you sign uh, Canner, and I think you, you, I I seen you tweeted this before too. 
that Taco Fall is a good addition just because I mean he's seven six. If he can just stay on the, if he can just run around and stand stand at the rim, I mean that's just all all the rebound they need to get because he gonna get every single one of them. All you need is 15, 12, 12 to 15, maybe 15 and 20 minutes if he's in good condition. That's all you need, about 15 minutes. I put it right in the middle. 15 minutes of taco fall, get, you're good. Some pick and rolls, some rebounds, some dunks. He can get you six, eight points if he get in those 15, If he get uh, 15 minutes, he get 15 rebounds. That's just – I mean, he going to get every single one. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's better than, than, than Boban. Like, he's more more agile than Boban. Boban's just right. slow. So, I, 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 like, yeah. I like taco fall. I, I that think was, he has good potential in the NBA just because of, of that's size. That's a good – Low risk, very very high reward. Uh, undrafted signee, but you know you, you picked up Cannon, you picked up Kimba. Now, do I think Al Horford and Kyrie are are better than Cannon and Kimba? Yes, as far as a duo, it's way better than the other side. But what Kimba lacks, as far you know, we all we, we say Kimba and Kyrie are the same level anyway. And with Kimba, his, his attitude and his ego doesn't get in the way of things like what like with Kyrie. And Al Horford, his impact is not, is, is very going to be missed because he can do it all as far as you know, shooting and rebounding, pass the ball, play defense. Smart, smart defender, every, yeah. smart and, IQ. Yeah, he, he really can do everything. He does not at that level anymore, uh, you know, all-star, superstar level. So now you got Cantorin who can rebound. Um, puts, he can't put, pick and roll games can, can be crazy too. So I'm glad Danny Ainge did something. He, he, he's not wasting time. And I feel like it, it does take you two years. It took Paul George two years. Uh, with his leg injury and Gordon Hayward now it gonna take him two years and this will be his second year so I think this Gordon Hayward he might not be Utah Jazz version but still he can be he can be something and if he can be you know uh, fifteen point a night six rebounds three assists that's fine because Tatum Kimba Jalen Brown should all be on the rise and all should be here you know as, as the guys and it's 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 not a bad contract because you're not paying Jalen Brown Tatum nothing. So it's like it kind of like if you think about you know add all three of their salaries together and divide by three, that's you know it's not a bad deal because if Gordon Hayward can come back and be a role, uh, you know a role player, Jalen Brown, Tatum be the stars, it kind of you know it all kind of balanced out. Uh, but I, th- I think Boston did okay, and like I said, it was very surprising that Kimba went there in the first place. Yeah, the Kimba Walker thing was surprising because for the most part, you know he was mostly rumored to either stay in Charlotte, you know he wouldn't get the match, but he would have got something probably pretty close to it. And then, of course, people were throwing out Dallas. And I know we were throwing out the Pacers for him. Um, but when he got linked to Boston, it's basically even swap. Kyrie out, Kimba in. They're the same type of player. Kyrie's just more efficient. It's, only, it's really on the difference. He's more efficient. He played with LeBron. So that's really on the difference between those two. Um, losing Horford does hurt. But um, Boston, they they always drafted well. Like, I want to see Langford, what yeah. – um, Yeah, I want to see what Langford does. And I want to see what – Taco Fall does if they give him a, a contract and um I think they still have Robert Williams. I don't think they traded him. So I want to see what he does. You know, it's just they have some pieces there. Um I expect Boston to have two all stars this year coming up. I want to see Tatum take his step and, I, and I'm sure Kimba will remain an all star. So I'm looking for that. As long as Hayward can get back to about eighteen points a night, seventeen, eighteen, that'll be good for him. They still have Smart, they still have Jalen Brown. Um, Cantor, whether they start him or bring him off the bench, that's a good addition. So, Boston, they have some solid pieces. They'll definitely be in the playoffs. Now, talking about, you know, uh, us linking Kimba to Pacers, the Pacers made the move for a point guard, which we, we, we've we alluded to. Um, and they, they was able to get Brogdon. Uh, they did a sign and trade, and, and Buzz got, out, I think, a first and some seconds back for it. But 
Brogdon, Brogdon is is kind of because we also stay at Mike Conley, and Mike Conley was is I mean technically he's what brought what Brogdon is just a lesser you know poor man's Mike Conley because you think about defense you think about shooting you think about being able to score during basketball he really can do everything Mike Conley can do just not at at that level yet and that and he's younger a, way right. more upside and that's what right Pacers now are hoping Brogdon can turn into because my whole thing with the Pacers last year and Washington versus Celtics. That I, I I would say it. If they had Victor Oladipo, they would have won that series. Uh, the defense, the, the way to play defense, the way McMillan teaches that team. You talking about a team that's defensive first, but they need the closer. And they lost Oladipo over injury, so I thought, okay, let's go get a closer besides Depot. And that's why I was linking that. That's why we linked Kimber Walker. That's why we linked Mike Conley there. But and, and we had D'Lo yeah. there, you know, if, if he was to get rescind, no, if he was to be a free agent, like an outright free agent, we had D'Lo Right, so that's, that's three guys who we, we know can put the ball in the basket. And that's what we thought, you know, and, and with Conley, you get defense and offense. So, um, but again, Brogdon, you're, you're expecting, you're expecting, you know, uh, Miles Turner continue to get better. You got six-man-year candidate who probably is going to start this year, maybe, maybe not, it's a bonus. Uh, you traded for TJ Warren before the draft started, and that was that was that was a great great move, I, that was I a great move because you're you're losing you're losing a, a tough player in that is young and then a score in Bogdanovich, so you kind of get a mixture of both in that and TJ Warren. Um, he can put a. I, I love the Jeremy yeah, Lamb. Jer- oh, Jeremy Lamb was a good one too. Yeah, so really, that is young and Bogdanovich, and you and you and you replace those two with three players and Lamb, Brogdon. And TJ Warren, you're on the rise. Uh, so it, it, this is a defensive-minded coach, defensive team. With now with addition adding scoring to the team, Jeremy Lamb, long defender, can also put the ball in the basket. Brought in, play defense, and can shoot. He averaged 16, 70 points last year in Milwaukee. And D- Depot is coming back. So this Pacers team, man, I'm I'm very, very, uh, very impressed with what they did. That GM did because getting people like getting people to Indiana is hard. So he traded for TJ Warren. He traded for Brogdon, all you gotta do is bring in somebody, you know, somebody like a Jeremy Lamb in, which he won't, wouldn't mind because I know he won't, don't want to be in Charlotte no more, especially with no Kimber Walker there. So I think the Pacers did amazing. Um, if, if we were doing gradings for the for the East Pet team in the offseason, I mean, I think they got a, a, a A definitely. Just, yeah, I mean, A plus. Is, they, they make because they made some great moves. So, like, they, they addressed all exactly. their needs. Okay, you lost, you lost two guys. Let's bring in two guys. And then you needed a point guard to solidify that. All right, well, let's get Brockton. He's only 25, 26. You're going to have him for the next, I think, four years, about $20 million, which is it seems outrageous. And Brockton does have a somewhat injury history. But if this guy's going to get you 16 points and possibly be 50, 40, 90 every season, you take that in the end. Like, you, you can't and guard that. in the position because you got to think about Depot's also a first-team defensive player. So that's two – that's that. I mean, I know everybody talking about you know do back backcourt duos, but if Brogdon can can come on and and get into that prime and become that guy, this is a dangerous backcourt as far as on both sides of the ball too. So, yeah, I'm just hoping Indiana does good and they keep Oladipo happy because after the 2020 2021 season, he's gonna be a free agent. So hopefully they can have some success and keep him there. If not, they'll be in rebuild mode too. So hopefully. All the deep overturns. He's in that defensive player of the year race. Of course, he'll be an all-star healthy. He'll probably be a 20, 20.5 and 5 guy. Probably get about 1.8 or maybe even two steals averaging that. So, 
Um, I like Old Depot. I like what the Pacers are doing. They're, they're going to be sneaky this year just because they're in Indiana. No, nah, they'll watch them. Look at they'll them like them. that. But, yep. All right. Uh, Sixers, man. Uh, they lost Jimmy Butler. They traded him away. Uh, they got Jonathan Richardson back, which is a, which is a good uh, good player. He can shoot the ball, play defense. Then it was it was rumored Al Horford talking to the mystery team. You know, he was linked to Dallas. He was linked to L.A. Clippers. We didn't know where in the hell he was going, and boom. He signed with the damn Sixers. That shit blew my mind because, for one, I've been saying this this whole his whole career. He been playing out of position his whole entire career in Atlanta, uh, in Boston. He is not a center. He's a power forward, and he finally was able. He finally found a team that that actually gonna put him at that position. But in my mind, the bad thing about it is Tobias Harris does not want to be a small forward. He said that in L.A. He said he, he when he played in Phoenix, played in Orlando, he's always been the hybrid four, and that's the position that he's had the most success in. And that is what's going. To, that's what's interested me the most. This is the biggest team when when everybody zig when everybody zigs Philadelphia is zagging because the small ball area is around, and now they're going big ball because your point guard six nine, John Richardson six seven, Tobias six ten, Al Horford six ten, and you got NB seven one seven two. Like this is. A humongous front, uh, humongous team, but they once again we gotta ask. I, I gotta ask you, who's gonna close for, for Philly? Because that's been their prop. That that's been their issue for the last two years. But they gotta fix it with Jimmy. But no Jimmy now. So what what do you do now? I think it's gonna be a combination of they're gonna go get somebody that we're not seeing right now. They're gonna try to make a trade, or they they may try to see if somebody like Kyle Corver can get signed there. Um, but I think they're going to probably end up trusting Tobias. And I think Ben may start to get his shot together. And he may, you know, he may be able to take that step into that to that mode of being a closer. Because he's only going to be in his fourth year officially since he's been drafted. But it'll be his third year playing. But I think he's going to finally start taking it serious and try to get a decent shot. Yeah, it really doesn't have so much to, to say about Sixers. We know what they're about. We know that – they they they're they're a great team. They got uh, probably you know arguably the best big man in the game. Obviously, you got one of the, the best point forwards in the game. Tobias Harris can get you twenty. I hope for we already talked about how smart and how he can do everything. So you you really got everything. Is is uh, Elton Brand has done an amazing job as a GM so far as he's been there. Um, whether, whether that's getting Jimmy and Tobias Harris in the trade, whether that's trading away Marquette folks and realizing that that project is dead for them. Um, you know, you you just coming along the way, and Sixers Sixers are going to be there, I, I believe, toward the end. So, uh, Al Horford was the was the biggest addition. Getting John Richardson and sign, re-signing Tobias, I think I think they just they they played their cards right, um, and we should see what they're going to do in the future. Yeah, they did good, but I wish they had took a leap of faith and like just did like a true true blockbuster. Like I'm not mad at the Al Horford nah. thing, you know. I'm not mad on bringing back Tobias. I'm not mad at the signing trade for Jimmy Butler because those are all solid moves. But I was hoping they did something more, you know, more dramatic, like sign being to an extension and then trade him for James Harden. Like, like I'd have preferred something like that because everybody knows Ben can't play with him. Right. Like, their games are too nope. similar. And now you just added Horford to that. So that's more crowd in the paint on Ben. And then when you, just, you just alluded to it. Well, you said, all right, you didn't even allude to it. Tobias Harris works better as a four. Like, he prefers the four. He works better as a four. 
So I'd have preferred them to do something more drastic. Like Houston wants to be the run and gun team, put shooters around, you know, space the floor, three and three and run. That fits Ben Simmons' game. He's a big he's a big guard. He can drill the ball up, put shooters around him, let him do his thing. Philly's in a win now mode. James Harden's in a win now mode. I'd prefer them to do something drastic like that. Put James Harden with them. Be that's two top ten players on the same team. You bring back Tobias. You maybe work out something with JJ Reddick. See if he can take a discount or go get some. Or you still do the sign and trade for Butler and get Richardson back, something like that. And I would have no one in the finals. Like, I think they can make the East. I think they can make the East finals for sure, but. I would have had them winning the finals, the NBA finals, if they would have made a move like that. Right, but I mean, this extra team, they they gonna have their cut. Um, Brett Brown got to do some got to do some work because, like I said, Al Horford finally playing his right position, but then now you putting Tobias Harris out of position. So you know it, it, that that doesn't work. But this team should be when I look at the stats at the end of the season, they better be top. I give them top three just to be safe. They better be top three in defense and top three in rebounding. There is no way this team should not be. Elite at both of those things. Now shooting, they got they got to find the shooters. Maybe get Kyle Corbett, like you said. Uh, find, see if you can get you a, uh, I don't know who who who, who uh, it's somebody available. Some some foreign players available. So go get one. Uh, you know whether that's he go trade for Bellinelli. He he not gonna play no more. All them guards they got. Uh, <laughs> he, he was just in field, so you probably want to go back. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Raptors because they lost Kawhi Leonard. But they are champions, and everybody's coming back except Kawhi. Lost Danny Green. That's okay because you got Norman Powell, got Van Fleet. But let's talk about the moves that they made. To I, I love it. I'm not, not going to say because obviously they can't replace Kawhi because Kawhi is a different monster. But Stanley Johnson, 23 years old, promising young guy coming out of college, and I mean he was supposed to be uh, the traditional three and D guy that we that. That the NBA was going to, and he got the side. He was six seven, two twenty coming out of college. It's ridiculous. Um, he he has a man body already. If if he if now he has this opportunity, especially playing in Toronto, no with no Kawhi, won't have no spotlight on them. He he's gonna be fine. You got RHJ, which is Rondé Hollis Jefferson, and I want to. They got and then they brought they got somebody else. Who who was the other person? Um, oh well, OG coming back from injury. That's what it was. Yeah. OG coming back from injury. Still got Siakam, who we both think are, is going to ascend to an all-star level next year. Yeah, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be all-star for um, sure. Kyle Lowry, Marcus Sarri, Baki. That's that's great veteran right there. And then you have Rant. Still have Van Fleet and Powell. Exactly. So, you, there, there's no there's no reason why this Toronto Raptors team they, they should, they should, should be, be in the playoffs. playoffs. Now, could they compete with the hierarchies? Probably not. But – if you're talking about me a six seed, they can be that all day, any day of the week. I think their team is is good. I think Nick, I think Nick Nurse showed that he can be one of the best coaches in the NBA. His offense mixed with mixed with the team's defensive, you know, structure. I don't see why, you know, yes, they lost Kawhi. They, they won't win, I mean, what, six almost 60 games. But I can see them being around 40, 45 to 46. And, and I, I don't think that's a bad, bad thing for them, especially if Siakam OG can continue to rise. You still got long. You still long with Rondé Je- uh, Hollis Jefferson and Stanley Johnson. So you might you might have lost Kawhi. You you can't replace that. But with OG, Stanley, Rondé, and then the emergency of Siakam again, that that should be a good enough to where you might not be a championship caliber team, but you're right there. Yeah, they should be anywhere between the four seed and of course if things don't break right, the seven seed. Just be in the playoffs because I think. 
outright in the East, the only teams we can say are legit better than them, like Clear Cut or Indiana, Milwaukee, right? Still, I, I think them and Boston is close because Boston doesn't have a lot of exactly. Size. Yep, Toronto had. If you put Toronto on paper up against Boston on paper right now, I love Kimba, but I would take the Raptors in that series because Kyle Lowry can defend him. We know Lowry, he don't – everything he does doesn't show up on the stat sheet. And outside of that, there's some length everywhere. OG, Siakam, Stanley, RSJ, like that's nothing but youth and wings. Like I would, I would take, you know – I would take it to be a seven-game series, and I would probably lean towards Toronto in that series if if Siakam takes his All-Star leap, and these other guys, you know, can be three and D guys like we thought they would be from coming into right. the league. And especially with uh, we've seen in the finals that Van Fleet will come down and give you a bucket. Kyle Lowry can give you twenty. Siakam can give you twenty. Like they did it, so I, I expect it now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, anywhere between the four and seven seed is a good season for Toronto. Um, of course, if matchups break right or injuries, things like that, they could probably get into the second round of the playoffs, which would really be a win for that season. And then the important thing is Masai kept them flexible yes. financially wise. So their whole team is gonna be a free agent after that this. Man, after that this man season. is smart. That's why that's why he that's why he might be the best in the business, man. Uh, move on to the number one seed in Milwaukee. Uh they decided to run it back. I mean, you know, some you know, obviously you can't resign everybody, especially the timing of what it was. Chris Middleton was only making twelve million dollars, shot, and I mean, come on, like you know he, you know he's gonna get max. It really was for what you did and what we're pay, paying you to do. He got one of those deals because twelve million dollars of what if what he was doing at twelve million dollars is you know kind of I wasn't disrespectful, but you know that's just how it is sometimes. And they they decided to bring him back. So then we we knew that we knew he was coming back. They already. I mean, they kind of right. had to because we know, like, he's basically – where are you going to find another second-best player to Giannis? And, like, Giannis likes the guy, so you kind of got to keep Giannis happy. And you need – like, I don't think Middleton's a, a solid two, but you need a kind of guy to be your two and on then, your team. I mean, on, on that, though, you got to think about it. Middleton probably out of any free agency – I mean, any free agent, he probably had the best leverage of all time because he leaves. Obviously, they bring back Brogdon, but you already alluded to his injury concerns and – him already being 25, 26, and, you know, it's still young, quote-unquote. So it's like if, if he if he decides to walk away, Milwaukee doesn't be a championship contender. So you for, for, for a team like Milwaukee, this, this, I mean, this is the best I've ever seen Milwaukee be. I mean, they had Ray Allen back in the 2000s, but, you know, outside of Kareem and Big O, Milwaukee just been nothing. You know, so they had to keep stay, – stay, stay packed, especially with the potential of Kawhi Leonard leaving. So um, – but anyway – you, you, you do that. We we knew they cut George Hill, and I told you they were gonna cut him because they weren't gonna pay eighteen million dollars. But when we saw that they resigned him, and then boom, a big deal for uh, Brooke Lopez. I was like, bruh, how much money does Milwaukee got? Because there is no way they can be able to sign Milton to the deal he got. Pay pay Brooke Lopez about what I think it was like fifteen million dollars a year somewhere in that, in that range. Yeah, I think it's like three years with like 40-something so, million. Something like, like that. And then George Hill got almost $30 million. And I think it's over three years. But I'm like, dog, they, like there, there is no way. And, and this, is what, this is what we knew. We know how money works. We said there is no way Broaden is coming back to this team. And that, and we thought Broaden was a shoe in the – or I thought he was a shoe in the comeback as far as, you know, just, just because you you alluded to Bledsoe not being that guy. You know, he got paid, but it's like – 
Bledsoe, he is the engine that goes for Milwaukee, but it's like him not being able to shoot kind of cost Milwaukee in that series versus Toronto. So we, I was thinking that there's no way to let Brogdon go because they need they need that option to have instead of Bledsoe to go to another point guard. But you know they they decided to bring Brett Lopez back, who had a hell of a season. Um, I think he made more, they were saying, he made more threes and a bunch like a lot of stars uh, combined. Like I think he called him a Splash Mountain or some crazy name like that now. And Brett Lopez kind of resurged his career a little bit, especially from that from the three ball. Yeah, I I didn't like none of the Bucks moves um, because I'm big on being financially flexible because in the NBA. Once you get too many guys on long-term deals and contracts, you're stuck. So you can't get better. Can players get better? Yes. But as a team, can you get better? The answer is always no. An example is look at the Houston Rockets. Clint Capella, James Harden, Chris Paul were making too much money. So they, so you're, you were stuck. And that's how I feel about Milwaukee. They already paid Bledsoe. They still have Giannis. And then when his contract comes up, if they keep him, He's going to get the super, super, max. super, max. You just super, paid. super. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you just paid Lopez, who I knew he was going to get a good deal because of the postseason that he had, but the money they gave Lopez, I think, is too much. Um, George Hill is still solid, but I mean, I would have preferred they kept Brockton. Um, then, of course, Miritich is out. He's going back overseas to get his bag. You know, just certain things that Milwaukee lost, and then what they did financially for the offseason, um, they made some solid moves. Like, they're going to put the Lopez brothers together. Like, they made solid moves, but I'm just more of a fan of being financially flexible, like how guys like Kawhi are going to take those two plus ones, stuff like that. I value teams being more flexible because you can always go get better when you need to get better. Yeah, I, I do I do understand that, that view. Um, but then you, you got to think about this team. Can, they, they're trying to make sure they're set up too. For for if Giannis decides to leave, because if they do decide to leave, you know at, le- at least you got some kind of players that's that's solid in your system, you know, to, you know to stay formidable. But you know that's just a different story if Giannis does leave. But yeah, they 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 decided to you know to, to, they decided to bring Brett Lopez or Brogdon, and that's going to be a very very interesting uh, like thing I want to see because as a GM. GM mindset is like, why would you, you know, why did you choose Brett Lopez over Brogdon? Is like, what's the reason? Because if you think about it, yeah, they they're really going all in, and they, I, I guess you realize that young guys don't win your championships. Uh, even, I mean, if you think about all the championships in the last this last past decade, whether that's Toronto winning with Kawhi, uh, you got Gasol, you got all them old guys, you got the Warriors, they had all the veterans. Like, you need young guys, you need all the the veterans to win championships. I guess. Maybe that's why they went Brooke Lopez over Brogdon. I can't really stay for sure, but I, I want to see if Brogdon ascend to that all-star type type of level. And if that happens and a Bledsoe or Chris Middleton kind of fades out, then obviously Milwaukee made the wrong decision. But we'll, we'll, only time will tell that one. So Yeah, we'll see how, how it plays out. But, yeah, the Bucks, they, they should have another solid season. Giannis will probably be in the MVP race again. He may he go probably back win back. again, yeah. Cause um, just, just, yeah. Because everybody else is, everybody exactly, else is teamed yeah. up now. So, I mean, they won't, they won't have the advantage to win it. So, um, he'll, he'll probably win again. Um, I think we kind of already went through, like, the top, what, six teams yeah. in the East. The only other team out there is Miami who made a move for Jimmy. And I don't think Miami – Like, yeah. It's, they, may, they may go get Chris Paul. They may not go get Chris Paul. But either way – um, I like what Hero's doing in summer league, but it's still only yeah. summer league. So, 
Uh, I, I think the Pistons, if they they made some decent moves, they could probably get in the playoffs. Yeah, I would. I would say. I mean, I know. I know a lot of people are hyped about the Hawks as far as just because the youth, me, the youth, especially you with the youth movement. Uh, I just don't. I don't think you can just go from one of the uh, uh, a bottom team to a. No, I would say bottom, but you know, because they 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 did they they, they, they did bottom. I mean, but they, but <laughs> it's okay. They, they, they had a good bottom. second half that season, and they did win twenty nine games. So that's not bad. But like you said, I don't I don't know I don't know if Trey Young and Collins and with all these rookies, yes, they got Parsons and and Turner and all these you know wing you know wing vets, but I don't know if your best two players from you know because I mean it's really a lot of pressure to put them hey. Trey Young, Collins, can y'all take that next step to get to the playoffs? Because in the East, you still got to win forty games. To get, you know, almost five hundred to get there. So that's we're talking about eleven to twelve game improvement to get into the playoffs. Uh, especially when you have a team with a star in Jimmy, you have a team with a star in uh, Blake Griffin, and you have a all team with an all star in Vucevic. So there's three teams in front of them with two spots. And I'm not saying they can't get there, but it's like you know, it's a twelve win advancement. Especially in the East, when we we just said Pacers coming up, Pace, all the teams in front of them are better. The West is better, so I mean they they can beat up on the the young the sorry teams. I I agree with that. They, Hawks are probably the best young the best sorry team in the NBA. Donatos just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon, or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get two dollars off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code two Donatos. Every piece is important. This season, a full heart doesn't mean a full house. We're still gathering, just virtually, and we're still connecting safely. Traditions keep us close even when we can't be together. Think big, plan small. Let's save lives, Columbus. <laughs> like they, they're not going to be at the bottom, but they're. I think they're. I think they're going to be in the middle of the pack. And you know, looking at the 12th, 13th pick next year for instead of the top five. So I think Hawks are going to be there. Uh, you know, soon, soon, but I don't know about next year. Uh, Jimmy with the Heat. I mean, I don't know why he want to lose so bad. Uh, I just don't understand it. I don't. I, I think Jimmy's ego. He want to just be the guy, like kind of how like Chauncey Billups said. Carmelo cares about scoring thirty too much. I don't think Jimmy. I just think Jimmy wants to be the one option, have a team. Built that's just so him. dumb, man. I, I, you and he. I mean, I'm not saying like he left Chicago when he he was the man, you know, quote unquote man. I I I mean, I guess he got. I mean, I don't know the real the real reason. I forgot the real reason about he why he left Chicago, but. I, I think that was just a clash with with coaching because they had brought in uh, oh, the Hoiberg. guy from yeah, uh, yeah. Fred Fred Hoiberg. So that, that was just clashing, and he wanted to be with Tibbs. So they, they made, made the move, yeah, he... giving him yeah go go get Levine and swap Jimmy, which worked because the Bulls made the playoffs with Jimmy. Yeah, it worked. worked. Yeah, it was a win. It was a win win because the Bulls stayed younger, and he got to be with Tibbs, and they made the playoffs. But then he started clashing with Cat and Wiggins, thinking they didn't want it bad enough, and the second team beating him in practice, all that kind of stuff, and now he's in Philly and. You know, he's just been moving around a lot, so I think Man. it's not a we thing, it's a me thing. It's, so it's, it's so Jimmy's, Jimmy's the common denominator. All but it's like things. it's like this, man. Jimmy, Jimmy can. You, you, you just said he was he he helped the Bulls to the AFC. He he helped them get there. He was the best player on that team. He the reason why they got to that you know to the to the AFC because they really wasn't a good team. Went to Minnesota, who can't make the playoffs. He gets there, they make the playoffs. As, yes, it's the AFC, but still they get there. Go to Philly. Philly could not Philly could not beat a Boston team without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, the quote unquote stars, and lost to a rookie in Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, uh, one year pro at the time, and Terry Rozier, man, like they couldn't beat them. He come there, 
And they they game seven against the NBA champions who, if it weren't for a bounce, they go into overtime, and who knows what would happen. And Jim Butler, as you see, he can make a team better, especially when he's you know he he can, he can make any team better, and he can make Miami better, of course. But why would you sit? I don't know, man. I just I just don't understand that you know that Jimmy. Uh, I I gotta call him up because I, I got I gotta see if he's talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy crazy, definitely man. He, he definitely a difference maker because I mean him, D Wade, and Rondo. They were they were they could have probably made the East Finals because they they were up in that series and uh, Rondo hurt. Yeah, Rondo yeah, got exactly. hurt. So Jimmy's Jimmy's definitely a difference maker. And we already alluded to what he did with the Wolves, got him in the playoffs, and you know they were a Kawhi shot away, a Kawhi Leonard shot away from making the Eastern Conference Finals too. So Jimmy's a difference maker. I'm not sure if he can get them into the playoffs, but we'll see. And I think Trey Young's gonna make a leap and be an All Star this year. So I think the Hawks could fall in the back end of the playoffs. You know, kind of be like how Charlotte was close, how Kim, close with Kimba. So the Hawks could be around an eight nine spot. Just as long as they're getting better, I think they could sneak in the playoffs. But we'll have to see how it plays out in the East because anything can change at any right. time. Right. So let, let's change gears, move to the West. Um, the LA teams are back. Paul George made made and Kawhi Leonard made a power move, go to the Clippers. Now they ascended to the favorites to win the uh, win the whole NBA Finals. Uh, the Lakers go out and get Anthony Davis. Finally complete their complete their team once they lost Kawhi, added Danny Green, adding Boogie. You got your Rondo came back, a lot of shooters. Um, so in, in in my mind, you know the LA teams are back. I, I'm looking at these two teams as my favorites right now. In the West, um, what are your thoughts on their, on their free agency and what they were able to do? Uh, Kawhi is definitely the most powerful man in the NBA right now. Reigning NBA champion, reigning Finals MVP. He convinced Paul George to go ask out, demand a trade. They're pairing up in LA. You got, in my opinion, the best player in the world, and you have a top ten player in the world with Paul George. You have another elite defender in Patrick Beverly. You have. Next to Greg Popovich, probably the second best coach in the league, Doc Rivers. You got trusted ownership, Steve Ballmer, trusted consultant, Jerry West. The Clippers have everything in their favor. Um, I'll go ahead and say it right now. Anything less than the conference finals will be a failed season for them. Um, I'm picking them to win the finals and win the championship this year. But, of course, we know with Kawhi and Paul George's injury history, this one is coming off two shoulder surgeries, and then you got Kawhi who – it's still going to be his second year from injury with the quad. So, got to see how it plays out. But I think with a proper load, man, load management, and, of course, if the seeding breaks right in the playoffs, they could easily make the uh, the West Finals and the NBA Finals and probably win a championship. Uh, Lakers have two top five players in LeBron and AD. The roster moves are good, but I think the roster would have been better four or five years ago versus where it is now uh, with all the guys they added. But the Lakers are in a good space as long as LeBron is still – Somewhat LeBron and AD, he's 26 years old. He's in the prime of his life. AD's hungry to win. The Lakers could be right there near the top as well. Now, I, 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 was, I would say um, the Lakers and the Clippers, in my mind, in my, my own opinion, there are the only two teams in the West that I don't think they would care about seeding. Obviously, they would want to avoid each other until the conference finals. But as far as, you know, let's say – because. You you know how you know how regular season team works where the Blazers and the Rockets or the Nuggets may be the one seed and Lakers may be two, Clippers may be four, for example. I don't think the Lakers or the Clippers are scared to go on the road, maybe in a game five, game seven situation, and beat 
a Nuggets team, beat a Blazers team, beat a Rockets team, and take them out. What versus, you know, vice versa, a Blazers team, Nuggets team, uh, Rockets has no chance to me beating LeBron Davis or beating Paul George and Kawhi in LA. I, I just, I just don't think, you know, I, I don't, I don't think those type of teams can beat those type of players in that in that situation in that setting because they don't have now Blake, the Rockets have James Harden. Uh, of course, of course, you got Jokic, you got Dame, or you got you got Mitchell and all that stuff like that. But in Utah, but I don't think they can go into the to the another team and beat those type of players. But that, that that that's just my opinion on those two. But yeah, I think Clippers and Lakers should be. I think that should be the conference finals. And and one, one thing we, one thing is going to be fun is because it's not going to who going to care if nobody cares about home court advantage because they both at home. So. It's, it's going. It's going to. I would. I would rather see that the end of the matchup. That's that's one of the main matches I want to see in the playoffs for the conference finals. Lakers versus Clippers. I think that would be one for the ages. Um, but we go into the, the next teams. Um, you know, the the Utah Jazz started off. They they started off the whole agency. They started off with trading for Mike Conley, and we knew that they was linked to getting a point guard as well because they didn't want Rubio anymore. They needed somebody else to help Donovan Mitchell. Um, and then they went on to sign Bogdanovich, who was scoring 20 points a game when the Pacers uh, lost Oladipo. So you're bringing in a 20-point score, losing favors, but bringing another small forward who can shoot a three, space the floor out. And now you got a Mike Conley two-way all-star, the most underrated player in the NBA, to this team. And you're talking about a team that's very defensive, brought in Bogdanovich, who, who came from a defensive system, and then Mike Conley, who's been one of the best defensive players in the league for a very, very long time. Utah is another team to get an A plus for what they did so far. Even the bench players, Ed Davis, Jeff Green. I think the Utah Jazz are right there. I don't think they I think they're a step down from Clippers and Lakers, but I think they're right there. And and you alluded to this before. They can be they can lose in the first round or they can be in the finals. They don't either they have a, a wide range of outcomes. But I, to me, that's that's the entire Western Conference now, like everybody's made moves. So, I mean, the playoffs is eight teams. Only four can get out the first round. So, yeah. like, that's why I'm. That's why I keep saying like the seeding is important. Like, me and you were texting about it. We were saying, you know, the best outcome for the West would be like LA versus the LA Western Finals. But we can't get that if the seeding is right. bad. Because think think about like this year, Houston lost the game late. In the season, I think it's like game 80, 81. They lost to OKC, so they end up losing a tiebreaker. So they, they end up being a four seed versus being a two or three seed. Houston had to run into Golden State in the second round. If they had run into Golden State in the West Finals, Chris Paul Hilton this time, no KD, they won't get swept how the Blazers did. Houston could have probably won that series. So seeding is important. Like, depending upon who Utah draws in the first round, they could be, they could win that series or they could be out in the first round again. Um, same as with Houston. I like what Houston did with getting Westbrook to a certain degree. Um, people are over-exaggerating saying they got off Chris Paul contract. No, they didn't. They just traded names on the <laughs> Russell Westbrook contract is the same It's the same length, actually one year longer because he has a player option, but it's essentially the same amount of money for the same amount of years. And Russ's game is based on athleticism. I mean, granted, Chris Paul has been injury-prone, but still, if Russ gets injured or takes a dip in production, it, it won't be a good move. Um, we still got to see how Dan Tony gets Russ integrated because, you know, he wants to run and gun all the time. 
and Russ doesn't shoot three. So let's see how this works. This will be this old analytic team. Let's see how this actually works. Does James Harden want to come off the ball? Yeah. You know, like LA, LA, Utah, Houston, they could easily be the top four teams in the West. And they could easily be a, a six or seven seed too, because the West is just so now lose to the Rockets though, I for for them to work. It it can't be Russ. It 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 can't be as far as like what I mean by that. Like he can't be the one to change. It's gonna have to be James Harden because when you th- when you think of like stars, he, James Harden is gonna have to be the, the Steph Curry to this. Yes, he's better than Russ, and which is the different situation between Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. But you're gonna have to make the change to to make this work. He's gonna have to be able to come off the ball. He's gonna have to be able to. I mean, I won't say stay in the corner, but you know, well, however the offense works, he's gonna have to make, to make the changes. Because back in the day when they were together, it was okay for for Russ to be off the ball because back then you could slash like like Dwayne Wade made a living off off ball playing, and now you can't do that. You can't be a off ball star. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't really work like that uh, from like from from a, from a superstar's perspective. And and you yeah the three ball really right. changed the game. So man. so now your you know your non shooters. Can't be the one, you know, off ball. They have to be the ball. Ben Simmons, uh, Russ, who else? Giannis. Like those guys have to be had the ball in their hands to make plays for other people to shoot. Now, Jane Harden can do that and and still shoot, but Russ, when he when he's on the court, he's going to have to do that. And but I, I I think this move is great because think about this. Think about how when Harden on the bench, they were sorry. Like, I, I, like they, they, they was, they was a, a, a way worse team, uh, uh, obviously, without him on the court. And, but this time, like, even with Chris Paul on the court, they hard on the bench. Like, the, the Rockets as a team is not as, is not as good. But when you add uh, two guys who have done it all, who's done it all the past few seasons, like triple doubles, uh, putting up 40, 10, and 10, uh, James Harden doing what he does. When you got two guys now together, they can, they can, they won't have to exert so much energy to to keep their teams in it. And I, I think that's, I think that's the real analytic analytics behind it because James Harden get tired out. Russ always got tired out in the playoffs, but now, like you know, we always say they choke. I mean, but honestly, I mean, come on, man, they Russ, they only lost the like, Golden State. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, it's like Houston. Houston only lost the Golden State. And Russ lost in the first round to good teams. Like when he lost in the first round, he lost to James right. one year. They they lost to Dame this year, and Dame made the West Finals. If if Paul Jordan and Russ make the West Finals, they probably don't even break up. So, yeah, you know, it's it's, it's all about just the outcome. Yeah, they, but it's like it's like you it's like now now you got two guys who can give give it to you, and they can take. They don't have to exert so much energy in the season because Russ gonna play, Russ played eighty two games last two or three seasons. But he he had to kill himself to keep you know to keep this team afloat, and now that now that you got another guy who can do it at a high level, y'all can both they can both take step backs and and if you're talking about resting players like just like the pop days, you know it don't it don't matter if they play eighty two games and they play seventy it's, that's good enough you know James Harden can take some days off versus a versus a Suns team and Russ cannot play against the Grizzlies like you know you don't need them to play every single game because. The Rockets should be good enough to win those games. So, so I think that's really what the trade was to, to keep kind of keep their window kind of open and hope that R- Russ and Harden are healthy for the playoffs. That's they're really the main the main yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm 50 on it. Like, did James need some help? 
yeah. Get, they need to get off the Chris Paul contract, yeah. But they didn't get off of it because right. they basically just adapted well, Russ. Like, I was thinking they should have went um, after my, I, I was saying it before. They should have went after Mike Conley because his game fits with James, but it can also let James stay on the ball because Conley can actually shoot. Yeah. And then if you would have sent Chris Paul to Memphis, you know, they they can still let him mentor Josh, who they drafted, and things like that. And you know, the Rockets basically made a move to keep that title window open for a year or two, yeah, this year and, and maybe one more year. And we got to slander Daryl Morey, man. Daryl Morey is an over. He go for he go for stars. Very, man, that's all. I mean, he go for not even star. He goes for names. Like, man, I'm gonna just let me just go ahead and tell you some people who he's signed or traded for in the last ten years since he's been the Rockets GM. He traded for Ron Artest 2008. He signed Trevor Reza 2009 as the Lakers won the championship. He traded for Kevin Martin 2010. He was getting some 20 point, you no, know, average 20 points in Sacramento. This dude signed Omer Ashik in 2012 to a three-year, 25 million dollar deal. The Bulls didn't even bother to match it. <laughs> this dude signed Dwight Howard after he had a bad year in LA, you know, with him and Kobe clash and things like that. Uh, he signed Jeremy Lin off of the Lin Sanity stuff, three years, $25 million. Uh He signed Ryan Anderson after he had some decent years with the Pelicans, Horns, whatever you want to call them. And then, of course, we know what he did with Chris Paul and Melo the last two years. So, And he was even going to Jimmy Butler. Like, <laughs> man, stop just chasing stars. Like, you're supposed to be this analytics guy, but you're not making analytics moves. Yeah, he, he he's going with the star to – to over to overwrite the analytics. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, he even he he even went and picked up Josh Smith after Detroit waved the guy. Like, come yeah, on, he, man. There, yeah, more more he's a smart guy. I think he's might be too smart for his own good. Uh, <laughs> Traded Lou Will. Come now, on, man. That's he. Yeah, that that set him back because they were pretty deep with Pat Bev and Lou Will and Montrez Harrell. But Harrell wasn't the guy he is now, so I, I, I'll give him pass to Harrell. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Man, the Clippers are where they are now because Daryl Moore basically gave them Mas- all his players. Montrez Harrell, Pat Bev, Lou Will, they're on the Clippers, and they just got Kawhi exactly. and Paul George. Um, another team that, you know, I was very, 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 very high on last year, and I was totally right, so shout out to me. Uh, the Denver Nuggets. Um, oh, yeah, we were high on those boys. Joker, yeah, man. The Joker is back. He's only like 23, man. He's only getting better. Jamal Murray, he's still young. He's only getting better. They brought back Paul Millsap for the thirty million dollars. Do he do he deserve that? No, but he's also a coach on the floor at this point. So and they they like I said to win championship, you need that you need old guys. So that's what he come in. My only thing about the Nuggets is, you know they they need a third score. Um, whether that I thought Gary, I said Jamal Murray and Gary Harris would be a top five duo in the league last year. I might have been a year too early. Gary Harris got hurt, so I'm going to say it again right now. They'll be a top five backcourt. I don't care how many backcourts has teamed up. I think Gary Harris is going to take that step. If not, Michael Porter Jr., if he can stay healthy, Jesus Christ, hurt his knee. Like he hurt his knee and couldn't even play summer league. If he can stay healthy, they got to they gotta steal in the draft. They can get him right there to be a third scorer because they need somebody from the wing spot to score. They got Jeremy Grant from the Thunder. That's, he's not – I want to consider him a scorer. Will Barton still there? I want to consider him a, a, a scorer. Per se, but he—I mean—he can give you twelve points on the bench. But if they can find a third score, that would make me think the Nuggets can win the championship. Until then, they're going to be just in the same pack as, and to me, Utah Blazers, Rockets, all that, and and they're right there. But with them, they have youth on their side, and that's their that's their biggest their biggest like I guess uh, strength right now. 
Man, before I dive into Denver, are you sure you want to stick with them as a top five backcourt? It's, it's I'm a, a backcourt side. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I, I, I gotta be right. But I gotta be right about this because I said it last year, I, and I think I would have been right because Jamal Murray proved. Like, think about it. Before I said it, Jamal Murray wasn't playing like this. Neither was Gary Harris. So now all, all I need is Gary Harris to come on. Like, I just need one person. He all you gotta do is get seventy points a game, and you can and at least I can debate debate the top five. I mean, you know, because. You got my Colin Mitchell teaming up. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I say, man, we, we got, yeah, we got, look, we got Splash Brothers, even though Clay out. They Splash, Splash Brothers. They got Damon C. You still yep. got Damon CJ, Harden and Rush. That's three. You got. We got Mitchell. We got Mitchell and Conley. We got we got all the deep Who else we got? I think I think, I think that might be it. So I mean, so they can compete with Broadway and Depot. Uh. Uh yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty much it as far as yeah. So yeah, they they can get that. If 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 Brogdon and Depot, if that's if that's on only competition, that means Jamal Murray gotta take one more step and Harry's gotta make sure he's better than Brogdon. That's all he gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I guess I can say it. I can say it because that way that way all you gotta do is compete with the Pacers. So that that's fine. Yeah, uh, I, I like what uh what Denver did. You know, Jokic is only getting better. He's a top ten player in the league. Murray just got paid, so he's secure. We just need to see what Will Barton, Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr. can do. Let's see if they are seeing. We know what we know what Paul Millsap is, so we don't have to worry about him. But um, Michael Porter Jr. can he be the guy we thought he was out of high school? Like that's why I wish the draft would let guys just come out right when they want to come out, even though you know he's been hurt. He had so much upside. And had he, had he came out when he could have came out, he wouldn't be on Denver. But man, he could have probably he'd probably be an elite player right now. And then they, of course, they got the steal of the draft with a trade, bowl, bowl. So you know, I want to see what Denver does with that. They're they're the same as other teams. They could be out in the first round, or they could be in the, it West, finals. Been the West Finals this year. But that's another story for another day. Um, I, I don't know, man. It was no, too deep, about, man. We, well, we just I'm named off about, another sixteen. Last year they should have. This past season they should. They should. Oh yeah, this past season, they yeah. Man. The they would have gave. First of all, they would have gave the Warriors a better shot because they had, couldn't do nothing with Jokic. And I think Jamal, Jamal Murray was very consistent throughout the whole playoffs. So I think he, 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 he obviously he wouldn't have beat no Curry, but he could have been. He could have been that next tier down and hope, hope Jokic was doing enough. But um, Blazers, man, they had a pretty good offseason as well. I kind of, you know. I kind of bash on them, for, you know, for for drafting the zero little, and I I'm not going I'm not going to take it back, but I like the move that they made uh, around that, which was trading for resigning Rodney Hood, trading for Baysmore. Um, you got White White Side, so you're getting pieces and you you're doing what you need to do, and I'm glad that GM not sticking around and letting Dame, who I think is a top ten player in the NBA. Um, let him let them go to waste because him and CJ can only do so much, and you need help everywhere else. And that was the that was the issue between uh, for Blazers as well. They didn't have a third score, and when when Kevin Durant went down, we both said if CJ and Dame can be on the same level as Clay and Curry, they could win. But they, that didn't happen. They didn't have 
it, it happened. They just lost. We talked about it. they lost that one quarter every time, and they let them come back Man, and lost. They, they got swept. If they could have. If they could have scored a few more points, they trash for that. Those, those third and fourth quarters, man, they could have won those games. Like they just, you can't have a great first half. And and they, they, they trash. <laughs> Being up seventeen point three game, they sorry. That did not get one. That's just that's just, it. Don't matter. Really, it don't matter who you got on the court. You got like there's no. I mean, it's no Kevin Durant. Man, I, I don't want to get into that right now. But <laughs> but what what they did was they made the West Conference Finals. I'm for the asterisk on that because we said for a playoff start. Four teams had no excuse not to make it. That was the that was Spurs, Nuggets, Blazers, and the and the uh, Thunder because yeah, that, that whole bottom got, side it was they so got wide to open. Right, exactly. So they they was a Western Conference Finals, but then you got swept. So was you really there? Or was you know? Was you? Was they... <laughs> I mean, they actually had to make it, man. Like he he still broke up yeah. the Thunder, and they still had to go. They still had to go seven in with Denver. Denver. Yeah. Like those were some tough. Those were some tough games, man. They were in like a three, four overtime game. game. And My gosh, yeah. I mean, you know, there were some some tough plays, so they could have easily not made it. So I got to give Damon credit, man. You know, I got to give the GM and ownership yeah. their credit for even sticking that out. I would have been broke that bitch. I was I ready. I, I, it up. I was ready. I was, I was ready to fire Terry Stott. I'm still ready to fire Terry <laughs> hey. Stott. Terry, would have been three years ago if I was if I was a yeah, GM. I'm, I'm still ready. Yeah, I'm still ready to fire him, man. But you know, sometimes you got to stick it out and trust the uh, trust that you have. And they kind of caught a a lucky break, like I said, seeding wise. Because I think if Houston was on that bottom half, Houston would have made the West Finals again. So, you know, it, it, things happen yeah. like that, man. Um, another team talking about San Antonio Spurs. They're yeah, they, yeah. They're going with the youth movement as well as keeping their best two players. They're they're the veterans. Uh, it's really not too much to say. They didn't really do too many, too much. They just really, you know, got their players healthy. Um, they they did sign a bunch of wings. Uh, <laughs> that whole Marcus Morris crazy stuff, man. I don't want to get into that. He reneged on his deal, taking a, a one year fifteen to to Knicks. I guess to get back on the market with nobody coming out next year. I guess he can realize he might be a you know a key guy next year or something. I don't know. Um, Shoot, five five one million dollars. Yeah, that's true. Because basically, all, all, there's log jam positions in my opinion. You got Demar Carroll, uh, Rudy Gay came back. Uh, it was it was another signing. Who who was other signing? Um, or was or was Morris the only one besides Carroll? Yeah, that's really it. I mean, the Spurs really just oh Trey they, Trey they, they really staying steady. Oh yeah, Trey Trey Lyle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're really they really just staying steady and and just trying to build yeah. that youth up because of course we we know Demar and Aldridge there. If not two top twenty players, two top twenty five players, but. You're going to youth movement. You got Dejounte Murray, Derek White, Brian Forrest, Lonnie Walker, Kelly Johnson. You still got your. <laughs> <laughs> you still got uh Patty Mills there. You still got Marco Bellinelli. You already said you know Rudy Gaydim. So, uh, Luca Luke in a good space. Yeah, Spurs. Spurs gonna be. I think Spurs gonna be there. Um, team that we love, and when I said earlier, I said it's ten teams before the OKC. Aside the rebuild, I think the nineteenth that that can make the playoffs, in my opinion, is the Dallas Mavericks. <clears throat> but KP and Luca, man, Luca is going to be a, a superstar in this league. KP, people for, are forgetting of who he was, and if he's healthy, he signed a big max deal. If he come back, he's going to show y'all what why he was that man um, in New York, and I think he's he's going to get better. And these two guys together for a long time are going to be here. It is right now. When you have a LeBron James, you have a uh, you still have the Spurs in the way. Like you know, what I'm saying right now, right now, as long as Pop there, LeBron there, 
you know, the Mavs are kind of held back a little bit because the Nuggets are always going to be there. The Blazers for now, the Jazz pretty pretty young. Clippers, I mean, technically still young. Uh, so it, they 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 they're going to be there. Their time is coming. It might not be now, but I think Dallas Mavericks. If if things go their way, which is probably have to be injuries, um, I think Dallas have a good season and they're gonna find themselves outside looking in. But they're gonna be on the right track. Luca and K- and Porzingis are coming. Yeah, uh, that's gonna be a, a top duo at some point. And then of course, they're not. They probably won't make it because the West is so loaded. But I like where they're going because they've been in so much flux. For at least probably a decade, I like where the Kings are going. I like where the Kings are going. Yeah, Kings. Yeah, Kings are doing good. Uh, Barnes and Ariza at the wing spot. That's pretty good. I like Deadman as well. That that spaces the floor for Bagley and Fox. Um, so yeah, King, Kings. Kings are right there. Luke Walton's a good coach. I think they should have kept Dave Yeager, but uh, your girl, whatever his name is, but um, that that's a different story. But the Kings on the way up. You got the Pelicans on the rise. They're they're young. I think they're in the same position as the Hawks as far as like they might be one of the best star teams. And I think the Pelicans are going to compete in games, like but you know they only might win twenty five games, thirty games. But you know when you don't want to go to New Orleans because you got to play. You know you, you got to bring your A game because you got the young guys who with Alvin Gentry. I think they'd be pretty hungry. And the way the way they hyping up Drew Holiday, man. Drew Holiday about to be a, about, about to get twenty five and ten this season, man. Cause they hyping him up a lot, and I like Drew Holiday, but they, I think they're going a little, a little too far, a little too overboard. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, he gets traded. The, the only names I'm, uh, this has been the most epic summer free agency trade wise draft I've ever had. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I know we talked about it a few, well, a few weeks ago. We were saying, no, this had to, this had to make us being an epic summer. I don't think we expected all of this. Hot boy summer, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been a crazy, crazy summer, man. But on the next moves, I'm hoping Drew, Bradley, Bill, and Kevin Love find their way to some good teams too, man. Because oh yeah, I mean they're those are good players who are especially Kevin Love. He's on, he's past thirty, like he's on going towards the downside. He's making good money, but you know at least get him on a a solid team where he can contribute. You know, in Cleveland, he's just gonna be a mentor and win twenty games a year. Yep. <laughs> All right, so let's quick let's quickly go through our uh real quick contenders and who we think are kind of like pretenders, uh with even with all these moves being said. So uh give me a list of contenders and, and who you think are actually can win the championship, like with I mean of course everything go go right everything's health health wise and every team giving streets all, all right. Give me a, who you think is gonna be at, at the end of the season. Assuming health and based on seeding, I think in the West, only the Lakers and the Clippers can win it. And in the East, I think only the Sixers and the Bucks can win it. Um, I'm I'm still picking the Clippers. I know everybody keeps saying this is the most wide open the league has been. But, yeah and no, because based on seeding, teams going to get knocked out. So, I mean, I understand if you want it, no more super teams, but – I already got Clippers and Lakers. One of them is winning the NBA Finals this year. Yeah, I I, I got the same four. Uh, I really think it's Clippers, Lakers, Bucks, and 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 Sixers. And I think I think I think the, the the two teams that can that can maybe put one of those teams out. I think is the Pacers, Indiana, Knees, 
and I think it's the Nuggets. Denver, yep, we got yep. the same so, people. So we, so we got, okay, we got the same people. So, and I only put Bucks in because they really have like the best player in the East now, and we know the best player in the East can get to the finals. Yeah, so I mean that's finals, that's yeah. really the only reason why I put the Bucks in it. They made good moves, and they have now the best player in the East. If they if they didn't have Giannis. I I wouldn't pick them, but right, yeah, definitely, definitely the same. We got the same six teams. I, got, we, yeah. I don't I don't see Blazers doing anything. Utah's still Utah. I don't see them what about what about the Warriors? You think you think D'Lo and him him going there with Curry and Clay missing you know most of the season and Draymond? Do you think you give them any shot to make it six in a row? At best, yeah, I I yeah, I think the Warriors take a big step. I step backwards because in my opinion, well. Especially now, I, I've been saying that Clay and Draymond are are plateauing anyway. Uh, but with Clay's injury, that kind of that kind of makes that more you know more prevalent now. And you go, you go, you're hoping a te- you're hoping Curry and D'Lo that'll work for them now. But when Clay comes back, I just don't know how all three of those are gonna gonna work because I think I, D'Lo's good and Clay off the ball, they're good off the ball. But at the end of the day, D'Lo. Is a pick and roll master, <laughs> and the wars don't do that. So I, I don't know what they're gonna do. But yeah, we got the same. I, 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 I think it'll work just because all D'Lo has to do is basically take on that Iguodala role of bringing them out the court, initiating offense, let Stephen Clay still do their thing, and he can do some pick and rolls with Draymond, throw it in the middle when they when they roll to Draymond. He then kicks it out to the shooters, and your offense is still looking good. It just you're gonna be missing something on the defensive end because Iguodala, even though he was aging high IQ as a defender. So you'll be missing that on defensive end, but offensively, long as Clay's back in seven months, and if he hits the ground running, which I doubt he will, they can probably seven, eight seed. Um, seven, who, who you like? Yeah, I, I know it's way too early, but let's just do a, a way too early playoff predictions as of today. Way too early as far as seeding, seeding-wise? Um, if I mean, we, we don't have to say seeding. We can just say who the eight team we think make it. All right, so in the West, I, I mean, I, I really think it's – the Lakers, Clippers, uh, Jazz, Blazers, Rockets, Nuggets, Warriors, Spurs. I, I think that's that's the eight that 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 makes. I, it. I, I have the same eight. I, I have the same eight. I, but I do I do think it's a drop. I, I don't I don't see the Spurs. I think the Spurs are the only team that I don't think can make it, and that's because I think the youth movement is too. Now the only reason why they can make it to me is because of Popovich. He's the best coach all time. But I think I think unless unless because I, I know a lot of people are very high on Murray and Walkers, but Murray got to play. He, I got to see the offensive side. Defensive, I know he's going to be there. Um, if he if he can if he can become you know like I said, all the other teams. The reason why they won't make it is because they don't have a third score. If Murray or Walker or whoever it is be that third score consistently, then I can see the Spurs be you know up there with Jazz, Blazers, Rockets, and Nuggets. But as of right now, I think they have stepped down. But those eight, my, those my eight teams though. I think make it. I, I think Spurs make it with no question. Um, just 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 where where they fall at is is what's going to be prevalent for them. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Spurs are a lot. Yeah, yeah. One of the top yeah. two, one, I, one of the top two coaches in the, ever, the top in the league, and two top twenty-five players. If anybody falls out, I think it'd be the Warriors. Yeah, but I like think, we just said, we don't think the Mavs can do it yet. Right, and, and I think I think all West team, I think the West players are locked up. That's bar bar injury, they're locked up. And, yeah, then in the East, I have Sixers, Pacers, Bucks, Celtics, Nets, Raptors, Pistons. And then that last spot is up for grabs, depending upon what the Heat, Hawks, and Magic do. <laughs> yeah, and I got I got the same thing for the East. I, I think Magic gets in, and the Pistons get in. I don't think Jimmy gets the Heat in. I um now they if they trade with Chris Paul, 
and he can stay healthy. That's a different story. But uh, I'm I, I, I like what the Magic did, and I, I'm a believer in Blake Balake Griffin. So uh, you know, I, I think those two can sneak back in. Jimmy does it does is a star. So it and it probably is better than Blake and at least on the same level as Blake. And he's better than Vucevic. So if you're talking about best player on the team and grit and grind, Jim Butler could could get them to the playoffs. But I like Pistons and Magic. I I would prefer them in it versus the Heat. Yeah, we got to just rest that Pat Riley and Miami right. pedigree. That's all, I, that's all I can say. That, that's really my only logic for it. Jimmy's a top 20 player, and you got Spo, elite coach, Pat Riley, elite front office. Good and, role players. And they made, they, 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 yeah, they got some solid role players, solid youth, and they may pull off another trade. I know Bobby Marks treated out how they're at like the threshold of the cap. So their their move making gonna be very, very limited. But let's see what they yeah. do, man. But yeah, East we got the same seven well, they're definitely the same six, Sixers, Pacers, Bucks, Celtics, Nets and Raptors. And we like we said, we think the Pistons could probably get in and we gotta see how it plays out. Yeah, shout out to um Sneaky D Rose signing yeah, out of, that was, yeah. by the Pistons. And sneak sneaky moves. Uh, sh- shout out shout out to the NBA man and keeping keeping everybody on their toes, keeping us not bored throughout the summer. Hot boy summer, everybody changing the team, everybody doing what they want. Because uh, I mean, because you really see how much power the players got this this season, how they can just switch teams and change everything so much, man. And hopefully, like, like we said, the next moves are Kevin Love and Bradley Beal, probably before you know, probably uh, Tread Dayline and and Pelican. Some somebody gotta go get Drew Holiday. Somebody gotta realize that they need that point guard. Maybe it's the Heat. Go get Drew Holiday, um, and 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 be insurgents to get into the into the uh to the playoffs. But as of right now. Those are our eight teams. Those are our six teams for sure in the East. Um, anything else you want to add? Man, I got to let everybody know about the, the side bet, Oh, man. yeah, go ahead. Kev, Kev believes the OKC Thunder well, won't be in the bottom three of the West, and I believe they will be because I think all the people who are worse than them are the Memphis Grizzlies. And the now, they trade Chris Paul, this deal is over with. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Bet is all. But if Chris Paul stays there, I'm saying OKC okay, won't be a bottom three West team. They will be the bottom four. <laughs> and then I, I, I bet my brother don't a hundred. He think OKC gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't. I'm like, I don't bro, know what? what kind of drugs he took? <laughs> but I don't put. I want my worst enemy to take none of those. <laughs> I was like, bro, it's only CP3, Shay Alexander, Gallo, and Adams, and Robinson. That's not making the playoffs in the West, but that's my dog. We're going to see how it that's, plays that's, out. But I'm, that's pretty free sure, money. I'm pretty sure I'm guaranteed 100 that's bucks because there's no way OKC with that roster making nah, the playoffs. No way. That's free money. Uh, that's it for today. Preach care, preach for side, man. We out. <laughs> what it do, baby? <laughs> <laughs>